April 17th, Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 43. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, Good teacher, what should I do to get eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But as for your question, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not testify falsely, honor your father and mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was a child. There is still one thing you lack, Jesus said. Sell all you have and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the man heard this, he became sad because he was very rich. Jesus watched him go and then said to his disciples, How hard it is for rich people to get into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible from a human perspective is possible with God. Peter said, We have left our homes and followed you. Yes, Jesus replied, And I assure you, Everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life as well as receiving eternal life in the world to come. Gathering the twelve disciples around him, Jesus told them, As you know, we are going to Jerusalem, and when we get there, all the predictions of the ancient prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans to be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will whip him and kill him. But on the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand a thing he said. Its significance was hidden from them, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. As they approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked, what was happening? They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The crowds ahead of Jesus tried to hush the man, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. Then Jesus asked the man, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he pleaded, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, you can see. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. Hey everyone, I have another familiar hymn for you today. I hope it's familiar. And I hope that um, if these words stand out to you in these hymns that you're able to research them or ask someone to play them for you um, so that you can get the tunes as well. Um, and, and that'll just help, you know, keep the words fresh in your mind um, if you're able to sing them and not just say them. Um, but yeah, I wanted to encourage you guys to, I don't know if you can tell as I'm reading through these, um, there's kind of a, a pattern to a lot of the hymns and not all of them, um, but a lot of them start with uh, kind of like the Psalms. They start with a focus on the Lord and um, 
kind of reaching out to him and just praising him for who he is, praising oftentimes Jesus for his work on the cross. Um, <clears throat> and then they, um, usually in like the second or third verse, um, there's something about like their present moment and how um, he is for me what I need today and um, how he is enough today. Um, and he's with me right now, those kinds of things. And then you'll also hear, usually in the second or third verse, some kind of a reference to um, the cleansing power of Jesus' blood or um, how his uh, work on the cross covers our sin. Um, some reference to how we don't deserve it, how we are sinners saved by the grace of an incredible God. Um, and then usually in the last um, verse or two, you'll hear some kind of a reference to heaven. Um, and I, I think that this is something that we've lost in um, our Christianity today. I think we spend a lot of time wanting God to be um, who I need him to be for me right now, which is great um, to live in the present. And and the hymn writers did that and the saints you know, have done that. Um, but I think we may have lost some of the forward focus that the saints before us have had. Um, that man, they weren't just looking forward to God fixing their lives on earth right now. They knew that this life on earth was going to be tough, that we follow a savior who went to a cross, not a savior who went to a throne immediately. Um, so that ultimately we will be on thrones with him. But right now, man, this is a life where we sacrifice and we trust and we obey and we, um, seek him when it is hard. And so um, they looked forward and we can look forward to the end of time, to Christ coming coming back for us. And whether that's when we die um, individually or if Christ comes soon um, and, and uh, kind of redeems the whole world um, or redeems his saints from the world, man, we have so much to look forward to in that day. And so don't lose hope, man. Your hope is not in God. Jesus fixing your life right now. It's not in um, Jesus making things better with your family or um, yeah, setting you up with a good job or a good house or a good life. Your hope is in Jesus Christ coming back and saving you for eternity. This life is just a blip. It really is. There's, there's nothing here for us. Um, but man, like there is a life to come where Jesus is coming back and it's going to be so sweet. Um, so I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. Sorry, not to preach, but um, that's encouraging for me to remember because um, <clears throat> I often get caught up in my life right now and, and this year or this moment. Um, and that's really like, it's our world's way of looking at things because it's all they have. Um, but it's not all we have, you guys. It's not. Our Savior is coming back and he's taking us to be with him forever, for all of eternity. That's a promise. So rest in it. And let me actually do what I said I would do, which is read this hymn. It's called, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. And they pull the scripture from John 14, 1, which says, You believe in God, believe also in me. And that's Jesus, obviously, saying that. So the song goes, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, 
just to trust his cleansing blood, just in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing, cleansing flood. Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease, just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. I'm so glad I learned to trust him, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that he is with me, will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more.